It is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. This is the latest edition of Baseball Today. It is presented to you by good friends over at Shady Rays. Go get the best-looking specs in the biz. And by the way, if you break them or you lose them, you get another pair. That's what I'll say. Put those back on. Put those back on. Yeah, what do you got? Damn. Yeah, I know. Michelle is lucky, man. I know. I go from like a four to a six just with the Rays. It's that simple. I love it. I love it. Uh, Before we get going, quick shout out to a couple people that we really, really care about. Uh, Kelsey Winger, of course, has been doing um, doing the dugout reports and doing an outstanding job for the Colorado Rockies her first year out there. And unfortunately, for the second time in her career, she got pegged by a foul ball. Uh, According to Maddie Mass, who is the producer of Farm to Fame, she is doing okay, which is good. I sent her a text last night, didn't get anything back, but fully understand. She's probably swamped with that sort of stuff. So we're sending out good thoughts her direction. And also to Jake Odorizzi, who last night up in Fenway Park trying to get off the mound, blew something out. Uh, I texted with him last night. He says they don't think it's a full tear. Um, They're going to get more news today, but it didn't look great. His spirits seem to be pretty good, though, at least coming over via text. I also texted with both of them last night. Will you just let me do my thing? Okay. Kelsey, again, I did not get anything back from her, but we're wishing her well. Obviously, she's like the best. And Odorizzi, one of my favorite teammates ever. Uh, I got the same response from him. So he's optimistic, and I think they're going to find out more today. But, um, yeah, man, just sending good vibes, baby. Yep. Yeah, look brutal. And uh, for a guy who, you know, he had a tough time last year, got the late start, couldn't really find his way there in Houston. Um, You know, he was – it felt like he was really putting it together in, in an arm they definitely needed. So we'll send our good thoughts to both of those people who love the sport of baseball, as do we. So let's get it going with uh, with Anthony Rizzo, who joined Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge in the double-digit home run club. It's the first time in the Yankees' history where they have three players with at least 10 bombs in the first 35 games of the year. They have the best record going in baseball. They've been in an amazing 20-game run. How shocked are you about more than a fifth of the through the season that the Yankees are looking as strong as they do? I'm not too shocked. I think, you know, especially on the offensive side, I think we knew that there was a lot of potential there. Uh, if we can get guys on the field staying healthy. I liked Anthony Rizzo uh, from the start. I thought that was a great fit. I think he just looks right in New York. He seems to understand, you know, how to play there because it is a little bit different there. I think, you know, in some of the bigger media markets, it's, it's different, but he handles it perfectly. Um, I'm just not that shocked. I did go back and look, this is interesting, Chris, and I'm kind of mad at myself. I picked them to win the division. Okay. But then like a week before that, we did our over-unders and we're like, okay, 91 and a half wins for the Yankees. And I was like, in that division, I was like, I think they're just going to be just under that. Hmm. I think they're going to be right at uh, it was 91 and a half. I think the over under was, I think I was, I, I thought 90 wins sounds about right, but this team looks like it's going to go over 90 wins. It looks like they're you know going to be there at the end. So my prediction might be right about the AL East champion, but I think they're going to you know do a lot better than 91 wins. That's interesting that you picked that low, a win total for a division champ. That's shocking because well, last I year picked they had the four- win total first. Oh, okay. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't Got know, it. man. 
Got it. <laughs> so th- they're up six on the Rays in the loss column. They're up seven and a half on the Blue Jays. And I think half the games are already done with the Blue Jays, who have been just kind of middling around 500 uh, ever since a pretty fast start. The Yankees' run differential is plus 73. Plus 73. That is that's the best in all of baseball. Dodgers are next to plus 71, but then there's really nobody that's close after that. Um, so with me, the biggest question is health, and it will continue to be. And it's the reason I can't fully go all in on the Yankees. They rely on a lot of guys in their everyday lineup that are over 30. They just do. And some of them have injury history. Other guys have have been, you know, stalwarts in the lineup. Um I don't root for injuries. It's just sometimes you expect them. And so it wouldn't shock me if at some point somebody goes down for a while and we'll see if somebody else is able to pick up the slack. For me, the fact that they're pitching has been the best in baseball, I think is, is the part of the whole, whole deal where I was like, okay, that's the biggest question I had, right? Because coming into this year, it was Garrett Cole and a bunch of guys with question marks, whether that was because of injury history or inconsistency, or hasn't done it enough at this level, a la Nestor Cortez. But they have gotten check marks across the board. They have been a fun team to watch. Um, They feel a little bit more athletic. Not a ton, but a little bit more athletic. And they're in good shape. Yankee fans should be pounding their chest right now. They should be feeling good about where this team is. Yeah, you know, a guy like Nestor stepping up the way he has obviously helps their, you know, position. They're right now they're first in OPS plus for their hitters and they're second in ERA plus only to the Dodgers and with their pitching staff. So they're doing everything. They're playing better defense than they have in years. Um, Yeah, man, New York is hot right now. All sports in New York is just freaking hot. Yeah, New York and L.A., really. I mean, yeah, there's an interesting uh, article. I haven't read it. I just saw the headline, but I I can't wait to dive into it. Where, you know, where would you rather be a fan right now at New York or L.A. with your baseball teams? Because they're all right there at the top. It's pretty cool. Good stuff. Uh, The reason I am donning a Brewers cap on baseball today is because Josh Hader continues to just dominate. Got his 14th save of the season last night, has converted 28 consecutive save opportunities in the regular season dating back to last year. Is he the guy you want most on the mound in that big time clutch situation? I, I think so. Um, you know, you go around the league, there's some really good closers out there. You know, Edwin Diaz has been really good this year. Rysel Iglesias has been really good for the Angels. Um, there's another guy that I did a sequence episode on with Christian Yelich, and he was in a bat against Ryan Helsley for the mm. St. Louis Cardinals, been great. who has been absolutely phenomenal. He's probably been the best reliever in the game so mm-hmm. far. But if you're talking about a guy that you can rely on in pressure situations, I think it's Hader. Um, you know, he's got the strikeout percentage, which you really want. He, you have to have the ability to miss bats um, in those situations. He ha- His walk rate is a little high for me this year. I think he can get down a little bit. Um, but he's so elusive and different. I think it makes it hard to game plan against them, even though you, you kind of know what you're going to get. But it's just the way he goes about it, the back turn, the knee tuck, and then all of a sudden you got the arms coming at you. It's just a little bit different, different type of uh, tunnel that you're trying to pick the ball up out of. And, and guys just rarely ever have success against him. So I, I do like him. I think meeting him in spring training, you see his demeanor on the mound, but then you meet him in person. You realize it's just he's a confident guy, mm-hmm. uh, kind of level-headed, 
you know, you can tell like he'll get fired up when he needs to, but that consistent like uh, mental factor also plays into it. I think uh, right now I would choose, choose him if I had one guy to put on the mound in a big situation. And there's going to be a lot of people that go out and say, well, hold on. Didn't Freddie Freeman take him deep in, in game four for the go ahead Homer last? Yes, he did. I mean, this happens to every closer. They're like yes. cornerbacks, right? You've got to have that short memory and you're going to fail just inevitably. It's just, it's just going to happen. As good as some of the closers are around the league, you know, there isn't that, that guy that you definitely can mark down and say, Hey man, game seven of the world series. I feel great about because most teams don't feel great about their closer situation, even if they've got a fairly dependable guy. And I think it's partly because of the way games are managed in the playoffs now. And I'm not taking a shot at the way it is. It's just very, very different than the times where Mariano Rivera would be on top of the mound when the Yankees were winning their world series. It just doesn't feel that way anymore. I mean, if you go back and look at the last decade, pretty much of the guys who have finished off the world series, right. In 2014, mad bum comes out of the bullpen and shoves, right. 2016. Do you remember who was even on the mound when the Cubs won? Yeah, I do. It was, uh, the you tall lefty pitcher yep. versus, uh, versus yep. gosh, what was his Michael name Martinez the, was the Michael was Martinez the hitter. was the hitter. I talk about that because it's so it was kind of silly to me that like those right. two ended up being the last yes. uh, matchup in that beautiful World Series that we were playing. Uh, no offense to those Mike, guys, Mike Montgomery. I was gonna say Mike Montgomery, right? Yeah. In 2017, Charlie Morton. 2018, wasn't it David Price who was on the mound when they won it all? Yeah, something like that. For when, when Boston 19, won it, it was not. I was, was it, Hudson. It, it was not Craig Kimbrell. Uh, twenty twenty, it was Urias, right? Yeah. And then last year it was Will Smith. So I guess my point is, is that basically half of the last ten years, it was starters who were out there finishing the games, and and so I think that's kind of changed our thought pattern in terms of dominant closers. But I would agree that haters, my choice. In fact, Omar Navias, who caught him last night said it was the most dominant he's ever seen him. I think he had the, his most number of pitches over 98 miles an hour in one appearance. He said he's just been flat out filthy. So Every, everyone seems to be throwing the ball a little bit harder this year. I don't know hmm. if it's like, you know, we're learning how to develop power, which I'm sure is a case with the pitchers or maybe the balls have something to do with it. I, I love hater. I love Williams too. That combo is incredible. I want to give Helsley a little bit of love. Okay. Because I don't mm -hmm. know if you've seen what this guy's been doing. You know, it's it's small sample size. I get it. Uh, 11.2, so 11 and two-thirds innings pitched. Chris, mm -hmm. he's given up one hit. One. He's given up one <laughs> walk. And he struck out 21 people. Dude, what's his whip? I don't even have it up right now. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's like .0 or something. Yeah, I mean, if he's given up one hit and one walk. In, in 11... Two thirds innings, so yeah, so the basically, math, if you not a math 12, pod, yeah, that's incredible. Holy shit, yeah, and he's throwing, he's throwing 103 miles an hour. I think he's yeah. got, he's got three pitches over 102. He's the second most next to Duran from the Twins, yeah. So, watch out yeah. for this guy, too. And I remember Yelly telling me, you know, he faced him when he was like a young guy, hit a homer off him, but he's like, this guy is lights out. And when Christian Yelich says that about you, because Christian Yelich is like me, we don't give credit to pitchers very often. So when we do, you got to listen up. And this is the guy he was talking about.
Did you just put yourself in the same breath as Christian Yelich? Uh, yeah, because we're okay. friends. Oh, okay. Really like, right. like best friends. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. So Hader ended up getting the save in a one nothing win over the Atlanta Braves, uh, who were two hit. Champs, are they just going through a rough patch here, or do things not feel great in Atlanta? I think Atlanta fans are probably going to disagree with me here because this is I, I follow some on Twitter, uh, but I think it's just you know one of those things, dude. It's just kind of they're in a little bit of a rut now. You're missing, I think Acuna's missed the last five games of some groin thing. They're trying to keep him off the aisle, which I don't understand. Just like let this guy get healthy, please. Um, right. They just had to put uh, Matt sick on the IL. And you know what? They were two, two games under 500 in April. They're two games under 500 in May. Like they played some good teams. It's going to be okay. Remember where we were at, you know, during the middle of the season last year, that's what I'll tell Braves fans. They've been middling. Their pitching has been about average. Their hitting has been about average. If you're going by OPS plus and ERA plus. So, we're waiting for the big breakout. When you, when you have the world series, we talk about world series hangover. I told these guys, just keep drinking, baby, just keep drinking. But you know, it looks like they're a little hungover. Let's get them a PD light, get them back out there. There's a lot of baseball left to be played in Atlanta. Okay. I am still very, very confident in this team. Um, so last year they got fortunate that nobody ran away with it. And I think a lot of the Braves will be the first ones to tell you that, right. They didn't even get over 500 until the month of August. And then, like, by the middle of August, they finally hopped in first place for the first time. Now, the Mets have hit a little bit of a rough patch. But even through those waters, they're right around 500 during this kind of tough stretch for them. So we both feel like the Mets are a really dependable team. I know I picked the Phillies to make the playoffs. I am a little bit worried about the Braves. And I saw somebody put out a story that – Alex Anthopoulos might have to pull the trigger again and revamp his outfield outside of Acuna <laughs> that Duvall has not played well. He's got a 554 OPS. Ozuna, same thing. Remember, he barely played last year, the last two thirds of the year, 615 OPS. That's not good enough. Now, are they, are they going to, you know, Eddie Rosario, who knows when he's going to come back? He's coming back from something that baseball players rarely have to deal with, and that is eye surgery. So we don't know what that means for him moving forward. I, I wouldn't put past Anthopolis to pull the trigger again. I just wouldn't. Of course. Yeah. You know, because everybody always says, well, you got to give this team the defending champs a fighting chance with the guys that got there. No, you don't. There's no rules that say that. You have to. Your job is to try and successfully defend your crown. And if that means you've got to move some guys out of the way who aren't doing it, even if they're proven veterans, you got to go. I totally agree with you, and I think that uh, AA feels the exact same way. I expect them, if they're continuing to uh, middle around like this, yeah, of course they're going to go make a move. Of course they are. I think they know that they have a good enough squad that they're going to be in contention, you know, come September. We'll see what the, happens with the Mets. You know, big loss with McGill being out for them. Yep. We'll see absolutely. when DeGrom comes back. You know, this is, this is the time. You, you said no, uh, no one ran away with it last year. I don't think anyone's going to run, run away with it this year. I think the Mets got off to a really hot start, but we know that division is going to be really tough. There's going to be three, if not four teams, you know, up there fighting for that division. So Braves have to, you know, I don't think, I don't think, you know, if you're four games under 500 right now, you're just fine. Stay around 500, make your move, go. You're going to be okay. Wouldn't you bet on Anthopolis pulling the trigger on something at some point? A hundred percent. There's a few GMs throughout the league that you know that are, 
that definitely are going to try to help their teams if they're, you know, in contention around the trade deadline. He's one of them, 100%. Also, back-to-back games where the Braves struck out 16 times. I know that the Brewers. Dude, there's only 27 outs in a game. (laughs) You're okay with with two-thirds of your outs coming by the strikeout? Sometimes you see Freddie Peralta last night. He was filthy. I, I'm not saying it, but back-to-back games, I get it. They played 11 innings on Sunday. Still, 16 strikeouts. And didn't wait too I think, many, man. Yeah, I know. I think Hader struck out three, and Williams might have struck out three. So there was some at the back end there. You kind of just got to go like this. That's a tip of the cap for those of you that are audio only today. Oh, yeah. We do do a podcast, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. People are like, <laughs> what happened? What did Trevor do? It was a cool I'm little tip in my green hat. What does that say today? Just Calabasas, just repping. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? It is. It I know, I've never like, heard that word until you told me. Like, what does oh, yeah. toity even mean? Yeah. What does it mean? What do you well, think? I know what it means. Like, what, what's the origin? Like upper crust, like royalty. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, know what the origin is. is. Yeah. What's the origin? I don't know where it came you made from. That shit up. I went to a private boys' school in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I, it came from because that was the most hoity toity school ever. All right, let's move on to a guy who struck out the side in his Chicago White Sox debut and just continued to dominate through his six-inning stint of shutout baseball in Kansas City. Johnny Cueto, uh, bullpen couldn't get it done. They had to go extras, and Luis Robert took care of business after that. So with Cueto, what's your confidence level that he can remain a viable part of this rotation moving forward? I think he can eat innings. That's what I think he can do. You know, I think, you know, there that comes sounds a like point. a backhanded compliment right there. No, I'm, I'm confident in his ability to keep the game close right now. Okay. How old is he? He's 36 years old right now. Yep. You know, like he's going to be a four ERA type of guy, four or five ERA type of guy. But, you know, he's an arm that you can let go. You can, you, you can let him get deeper in the ball games. We know, you know, the bullpen was supposed to be a real strong suit. Uh, for the White Sox, and we were talking about, hey, man, their starters only need to go about five innings because they have so much length in that bullpen. It really hasn't been that way. So we need guys going longer in the games to save this bullpen for later. I think that's exactly what he is for this team, and I'm happy, man. It's fun to see Johnny Cueto pitching. He looks good in a White Sox uniform. Pitching Ninja did this great mashup of all the silly Mm -hmm. things he does with his windup. And, you know, like – I said, he's going to eat innings for you. And once in a while, you're going to get a dominant start. Once in a while, you're going to get a blow up start. But I think uh, the White Sox just need a little bit of length, some depth, and he's going to provide that for them. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Robbie Scirocco has pulled it's it up. Crazy. That is really, really good. Doesn't he look good in this uni? He does. He does. It's it's slimming on him, as we like oh, to say. That's what it is. I think you're right about that. Plus the uh, the shorter dreads for him. I kind of liked it. I, I, I dug the look. Everything about him was fun. I watched his first inning where he had he had Whit Merrifield, who I know is not having a very good year, but still, at least he usually puts the ball in play. He took a mm-hmm. terrible hack on a slider. Uh, ben Intendi got caught. I think it was on a two-seamer that came back. Might have been a sinker. Um, and then he got his old battery mate, Salvador Perez. He became the first White Sox to strike out the side in his team debut since Wilson Alvarez in 1991. Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I love watching him pitch because it's just so different, right? It's so different. And how, by the way, you faced him when he went over to the Royals in 2015 and helped them win a World Series. And he was throwing a lot harder back then. 
how tough is it when you're trying to like stay back and try to figure out when the ball's coming? Cause he'll quick pitch you too. It's not just the delay game. Yeah, you know, I, I always, in my mind, I didn't mind it. In my mind, I didn't mind it. Interesting. Um, but it does mess with you. Like, even if you tell yourself, ah, it's no big deal. You know, I know when to get ready. Like, even thinking that gets you off of thinking about your game plan or like, we're, you know, zoning up and stuff. And he's just another one of those guys that can add and subtract. Obviously, we know about the wind up and the timing aspect of it. Uh, but he's another guy. It's just hard to game plan for him. So you really, for, for me, I remember facing him, you know, even when he was with the Reds, uh, you just kind of got to look at in a zone and go from there. I don't know what my numbers are against him. Um, Robbie, is it Robbie today? Yeah, Robbie, maybe check those out for me. I think, I, I think I'm pretty good against him. Well, so when I watch him, teams do look lost. And I always wonder how guys do hit him. Is it because, like, people say his 91 or whatever it is that he's throwing these days plays much harder because it'll get on you. How, do, how does he get hit? What is it? What I think locate. I think location for him, like you know, if he's over the plate, like his stuff isn't. He doesn't have like nasty, disgusting type stuff. You know, that's why he's doing the timing, messing with your timing. That's why he's adding and subtracting from his pitches. So if you can get him over the middle of the plate, that's when he gets hit. Got it. Hey, shout out! I talked about eating innings for the White Sox. 2014, he led the big leagues, 243 and two thirds innings pitched. That's a lot of innings, especially for modern-day baseball. But when you say an innings eater, that usually doesn't go hand-in-hand hand with, that's a dude I want on the mound. An innings eater, sure. to me, sounds like a back-of-the-rotation guy who we're trying to save because we don't want to have Michael Kopech go out there and throw 180 innings. Like, that's what an innings eater sounds to me. And there is a viable place for guys like that in the game. Isn't that what he is? But not in 2014, he wasn't. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about now. That's what he is. But in 2014, okay. I mean, he, he was an all-star. Right. He was a Cy Young. He was second to Cy Young that year. No, no, I wasn't. He pitched a lot back then. If you were, I mean, 200 innings is the benchmark. 243 and two-thirds? My that's goodness. That's a ton. In today's game? Holy that's shit, crazy. that's a lot. That's, that's legit two seasons worth of innings. Mm-hmm. Like for some guys. Let's see. Rob? Uh-oh, Rob. One for six with a single. I remember that single though, baby. <laughs> oh my God. I do. I think it Dude. was in Cincy. I believe I got a hit like a uh, single over the second baseman's head. That's the only thing I remember. I was like, yeah, I probably hit him pretty good. <laughs> Dude, your next hoity toity barbecue in that uh, palatial estate in which you live. Don't be telling everybody that you used to rake against Cueto because it ain't true. Okay. You can tell them about Kluber because, you know, we've got the numbers to back it up. You can talk about being the best position player versus position player yeah. hitter in the history of the sport. That's true. Let's not, let's not Mariano, grow all these talk Bruce Chen. I, I can go on and on. Roberto Hernandez, a.k.a. Fausto Carmona. It's all there. Uh, Tigers took care of the Rays yesterday down in St. Pete. Hilarious moment as Brett Phillips hits one to the roof. So he just keeps running. It was like something out of the Adam Rosales home run sprint. Yes. Um, do you do you love when guys don't know what's going on at the trop, or does it bother the hell out of you that he couldn't enjoy the home run trot? I think Brett Phillips probably loved that more than any home run trot he's ever done. It, 
it bothers me a little bit. I know you just have to just take it for what it is. That field is just something else. And like, I called it home for a little bit and I actually kind of grew to like it. I don't know what that says about me. Um, but even when you get explained the rules and you do every time you go in, they're like, remember this ring is this, that ring is this. You don't know when the ball goes up and it hits something in the sky. What are you supposed to do as a baseball player? You don't know. I've lost games because of it. I've won games because of it. It's, it's unique. I'll say that. And like I said, I grew to like it a little bit, you know, for as much trash that gets talked about it, there's something, you know, unique and like homely about it. So I'm not going to sit here and trash the, the trop. Okay. Homely or homey. Homely. Homey. No. Cause homely is ugly. I mean, it's homely. Yeah, it's <laughs> ugly. That's for dang sure, Chris. But you, you know, know what? you can I just, love something that's homely. I just think everything should be in play. I don't think it should be any automatic home run or double or whatever it is. And if it hits the roof in fair territory and goes into the seats, you have to retrieve it and play it as is. It's like a golf ball. Play it where it lies. Let's go. Perfect. Lands in someone nachos. Throw it in, baby. Do you know when it rains there, and obviously it rains pretty much every day during the summertime, and sometimes it's massive yeah. amounts of rain. It sounds like um, it's it's loud and like mm-hmm. it sounds like someone's playing the drums the entire game. It's gosh, the more I think about it, it's horrible there. <laughs> it's horrible, <laughs> but there's something I can't quit you, Trop. I just can't. What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? <laughs> uh, we're gonna go film. Uh, the Wednesday episode of Talking Baseball after this with Jimmy okay. and Jake and BBD. Um, and then, yeah, we have the recaps. If you want to go check out what happened over the weekend, we filmed that yesterday, the uh, series recap. So got those out right now. What about you? Uh, getting ready to converse with Logan Webb of the San Francisco Giants later on this morning. That'll be out on Thursday. Um, and then setting up Miguel Rojas. We have to do that a little early because of my John Boy upcoming trip that i've got later this week and that'll come out on monday so it'll be good to catch up with a couple guys including logan webb uh whom we had a nice chat with when we saw him down at dodger stadium not all that long ago so there you go um thanks to everybody for however you consume us whether it's on our john boy media youtube channel whether it's via wherever you download your podcasts or on the amp app we do greatly greatly appreciate it and remember you can join us every monday through friday live on that amp app just download it on your iphone and use the code word baseball today for our outstanding producer robbie Shiraco and my man t plouf repping calabasas i'm chris rose we'll see you wednesday on baseball today